0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Business of the Music Business Podcast. I'm Pam Rossi. Well, you can play an instrument, you can sing. Now, what do you do? Well, to be a successful musician, you need to know the business side of your craft. If you don't, it's just a hobby. And good afternoon, and thanks for tuning in again to another edition here at our podcast. And uh, I have another special guest in here, as we do every week, talk to someone who knows the business side of music or for creatives, you know, not just musicians. Uh, and I have in here with me today, Steph Belcher. Hi.
1: Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, well,
0: thanks for coming in. Appreciate oh, yeah. it. I'm happy to. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to uh to delve into this particular topic. And again, you are another... Um, Instructor at Dime, yes, Detroit Institute of Music in uh, Education. Yep,
1: yep, great
0: yep. place. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm glad you like it. I love
0: it. <laughs> I, you know, I've, I've heard of Dime. I, I knew of Dime many years ago, and this is really the first time I've delved into what you guys really do there. So it's, I'm really excited. And you guys, you guys have all been very, um, very helpful and just wanting to be on here. So I appreciate that oh, as it's, well.
1: It's fun for us. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> You're stuck in the, the classroom all day or yeah. something? Yeah. Okay. Well, we,
1: we kind of talk all day. With the students and, um, it's nice to come on things like this that sort of l- legitimizes what we're telling them. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it gives us a little bit more of a platform where they, they start to hear our voices year in, year out. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're going through their own experiences out in the field and getting their own kind of business, you know,
0: biz- Ex- their experiences and stuff. Ready. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And then, and then for something, for one of their instructors to come on a platform that, you know. A little more legit is what you're saying? Yeah, Okay. yeah, yeah. So to all my students who are listening, you guys are awesome.
0: <laughs> Great. Well, good. Well, welcome. And today we're going to talk about um, Kickstarters. Well, yeah. Kickstarter is the official word mm-hmm. because, and everyone calls it Kickstarters because they were kind of like the first one, but it's basically yeah. crowdfunding. Yes, crowdfunding. Okay. Yes. So, um, and I know... Actually, one of the first times I really got, uh, really involved with it, you know, not myself, but more detail of how this works. Uh, a good friend of mine, Stuart Frankie, okay. uh, did one. And this mm-hmm. was several years ago before it really took off. Sure. And he was kind of asking me about it. And, you know, because he was one of the first that mm-hmm. I've ever heard of it. And I was like, well, I don't know about this. Yeah. You- you're asking people for money to yeah. to put out an album, huh? Yeah. So it was very interesting, and and kudos to Stewart, who you know was you know on the bandwagon right away, yeah, and and did it, and he's done that many times since then. So
1: was it successful for him?
0: Apparently, you yeah. know he uh Good. you know keeps using it every time a new Good. thing comes up, you know he's with his books or his yeah. music and stuff. So
1: yeah, I love it. I love crowdfunding. Um, what I really love about it is that it's very democratic, and it's. Uh, it, it is a way for the consumer to interact directly with the person creating the product mm-hmm. and say, this is what I want. Okay. This is what I'm willing to give you in exchange for what I want. Okay. And that sort of um, economic transfer, mm-hmm. it's becoming more and more rare as we just buy things on the Internet. It used to be really common. If you went to Eastern Market or any kind of market, mm-hmm. you would say, this is what I'm looking for do you have it this is how much money i have can we trade yeah and that's it and kickstarter brings us back to that on a global scale mm-hmm. and it's not it's not just a you know a performer standing on a street corner taking requests for covers for example right. and then mm-hmm. getting a dollar in exchange it's a person saying hey i i want you to get what you want from me mm-hmm. we have a relationship here it's it's more than just you know, I create what I want and if you don't like it, then. Oh, well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's deeper than that, yeah. you know? And so I really like the way that it allows artists to interact directly, interact directly with their fans. I love the fact too. It's, it's like,
0: you know, a give and take sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as an artist you know what you're trying to do mm-hmm. you know you've got the songs written already probably i would think yeah. and you know just this is just to put it all together and get it out to the masses mm-hmm. so it it is a relationship and yeah. you know do how much of input do the fans have when it comes to putting this, uh, maybe we should just back out a minute and yeah. just so people, yeah, make, yeah. We're, we're kind yeah, of. Jumping. I'm really excited about this yeah. topic, but <laughs> well, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves here. So let's back up first and yeah. talk about really what this what the crowdfunding mm-hmm. is, uh, and we'll stick with musicians sure. know, in relation to that. So yeah. go ahead and we'll start from there.
1: Okay, cool. Well, I want to start with not a musician because it's what put Kickstarter on the map and what put crowdfunding on the map was this Cooler. Have you heard of the Cooler? The cooler, cool. cool, the coolest cooler.
0: Uh, that the yeti, you you talking um, about, no?
1: It's it's a it's its own thing. Okay, the, cool. yeah. the, yeah. Cool. That's the, like the cooler, the cooler. That's the name of it. The coolest cooler, something okay. like that. Yeah. Okay. So this guy basically said, "I want to make this cooler mm-hmm. that has." A flashlight inside where when you open it, it shows you your beverages and it has a blender attachment Ooh. and it has a cell phone charger and it has all this stuff, right? Okay. It has a USB speaker. The cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like the coolest <laughs> cooler ever, right? Okay. And so he, he said, I need money to get this cooler made. Okay. So will you guys pre-order it from me? Mm-hmm. And you can get it for half off right now. It's going to be $400 but right now you can buy it for 179 if you pre-order it from me and then i can make a couple prototypes mm-hmm. you'll get yours and i can go find investors and sell this thing for real okay. right okay so he ended up with like millions and millions of dollars in orders oh wow yeah i i can't remember the exact number off the top of my head but i think it was like 2 million dollars 660 orders or something we somebody needs to fact check me on that okay but um he ended up making a ton of money and so then that put Kickstarter on the map okay. as a way for people to crowd fund mm-hmm. their ideas from people that su- th- had told them they supported it. You know, yeah. If you have an idea, you don't really keep it in a vacuum. No. You go talk to your friends about it at the bar and they're like, you know what, man, I would invest in that. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool, well f- mm-hmm. back my Kickstarter. Can I get that in writing? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So what um so then Musicians started to come on board with it around 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was early 2014. Okay. When a woman named Amanda Palmer made a million dollars on her Kickstarter. I heard about that. Yes. Yeah. So she used to be in the Dresden Dolls a long, long time ago. And so when she did her solo career, she wanted to do it without a label. And so at, but at this point, people were hearing that Kickstarter was a way to get some money and get some success. hmm and so Amanda Palmer did this outrageously ambitious Kickstarter project with art gallery openings and a dozen different concerts all over the whole United States, maybe even the world. Mm-hmm. It was, it's wild. You should check it out. Um, okay. it's the, the things that she was offering were just impressive, mm-hmm. right? So that put Kickstarter, that put Kickstarter in the, eyes of musicians Uh and what it did was it set it up so that musicians saw if I want people to fund my album ahead of time I have to give them more than just the album right Right. so that you know Kickstarter has this reward system where you can start at one dollar and you can go up to ten or fifty thousand dollars yeah we're going to talk about how to determine all that so okay cool so um, you you put down what you think people will pay right and you say hey here's all my Mm tears here's all the things I have to offer you right what what do you want to do how much do you want to invest in me it's up to you yeah and then it gives people the opportunity to fund at their own level Mm -hmm. and to get the reward that they want so if a private concert is a thousand dollars and you're going to get the solo act for for an hour or for two hours Mm it's a thousand dollars that's a hundred ten dollar tickets right right so do you want to throw a thousand dollar concert for a hundred of your friends and ask them all to chip in ten dollars because you love this band that much Mm -hmm. and so it gives people a whole bunch of different ways to buy in right and um, and this is what Amanda was doing. Yes, yes, okay. yes. This is what Amanda was doing, and so then it it really caught on. Okay, at that point it really caught on, and people started to get dollar signs in their eyes. <laughs> and um, it Amanda has said since then that it was uh, a loss leader. She did not make money. Really? Yeah, because it was so expensive. Okay. To go around to all the different places that she had these concerts planned mm-hmm. and everything that went into it, she didn't actually make any money. Okay, but it. Sustained her fan base and it it gave her some notoriety and so it, it worked for her in other ways and that's one of the things I want to talk about is how yeah. to you
0: determine the pricing and you know beforehand yeah. so you're not losing money that's not the goal it's yeah that's <laughs> the most important
1: part if, okay if you're if you lost money on your Kickstarter what was the point right it was exactly. just a marketing campaign at that point okay
0: I mean it would help in the long run because more people know about you but yeah. that's
1: not the goal okay. if it was successful you know people could end up feeling. Your fans couldn't end up feeling like they got the short end of the mm. stick because you said you were going to do something, and it turned out that you couldn't actually follow right. through on it. So that makes
0: that's that's another
1: big yeah. big thing. Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: yeah so um, okay. So uh, basically, yeah. you're trying to fund something that you yes. want to get out. There. Yeah.
1: So you're trying. It's it's an easy way to think about it is uh, I'm using the words of one of my favorite singer songwriters, May Erlewine. Mm. She uses this phrase in all of her crowdfunding videos intentional patron it's oh, a way for artists to reach out to their fan base and say will you become an intentional patron of my art okay and i i have songs for you i would like to release them in order to release them i have to buy studio time i have to do marketing i have to get a publicist i have to pay my musicians and i have to pay myself mm-hmm. so are you willing to part with your hard and do- hard-earned dollars in a time when i we both know that we can go listen to May Early albums on Spotify, mm-hmm. and they're free. They're right. free. Not really free. I mean, yeah. I pay. But yeah. Free in quotes. <laughs> right. Right. But that doesn't – if it helps her, it helps her out six months down the line from now in yeah. pennies. Mm-hmm. It's not helping her pay her producer and pay her – keyboard player right right
0: you have to consider all those things Mm -hmm. when you're doing this yeah yeah
1: and i think that it's an education issue between the musicians and their fans directly Mm -hmm. it's it's a conversation that has to happen where the artist has to say i can't do this without you right right and i i want to give you what you want so i'm going to do this kickstarter and you tell me which tiers. You prefer and and so since Amanda Palmer went totally crazy on her Kickstarter, artists have started to scale it back a little bit, okay. And um, so a lot of times people will put in uh, at the hundred dollar level, you can get everything from you know all the smaller levels, oh, so yeah. You it get, includes each level, yeah. includes the level before yeah. it, okay. But at a hundred dollars, you also get this thing of your choice, right? Okay, and that gives That makes a connection with the fan where it says, oh, I don't have to get – I don't wear T-shirts. I don't have to get a band T-shirt. I want to give you $100, Mm -hmm. but what I really would want is a poster. Mm -hmm. And Kickstarter opens up that line of communication where somebody can say, this is what I want for my money.
0: And it would get confusing too – if at that level you start choosing well you at this level you can have a poster or a t-shirt and mm-hmm. that on the on the musician's end would get mm-hmm. really hectic i would it say does. make it as simple as possible yes you absolutely <laughs> don't yes. drive yourself crazy no the more
1: things that you offer the more things people will want yes yeah so
0: Okay. Yes. All right. So basically, this is you know we're you're helping out. You you've got a project. This we'll just say for the sake of this conversation today, uh, an album, and you want to put it out there. But again, as you mentioned, you know you got to do the you've got to do the the mixing and the mastering mm-hmm. and you know and the artwork and the distribution. That all adds up. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to go in debt. So the kickstarting is the best right. way. And it's not just Kickstarter. We keep saying Kickstarter. Right. Right. That was one. That was the original yep. one.
1: Yeah, so they're all different. They mm-hmm. all have different features. Um Kickstarter is an all or nothing platform. Okay. So you set a goal and then that's all you get. Uh, if you I'm sorry, that's not all you get. If you hit that level, yeah. That's when you start collecting. Okay. If you don't hit your level, if you don't hit your goal, you don't get anything. Mm. And so the funds aren't even removed from your fan's account until you hit your level. Right. So that's why the coolest cooler and, and these kind of wacky ideas where it's, you're not sure if it's going to do well or not. Mm -hmm. You put it on Kickstarter. If it fails, you, it's a learning experience. You have the opportunity to go back to the drawing board and think, okay, what did, what did people want instead? You know, where did I go wrong here? Why didn't it succeed? Mm
0: Well, that's a nice thing. You can go back. I mean, Mm -hmm. once you've done something and it didn't reach your goal, you can tweak it a little bit, right? They don't mind that you do that. You can
1: relaunch all the time. You can relaunch as often as you want. If you were So if you were five dollars off, you could pitch in your own five dollars. After all that. You know, you could you could call your mom and be like, Mom, did you contribute? Come on, just there you go. (laughs) Finish me out here. Um, but if you were thousands of dollars off mm-hmm. and you weren't even close, then it, you have to take a cold hard look at your fans. Yes. And see what were you asking them for? Mm-hmm. And what do they really want? And you go back to your fans and say, tell me how to do this better. So. And that, they'll tell
0: you. Oh yeah, they sure will.
1: <laughs> they yeah. will let you know. Yeah. Uh,
0: which is a good thing too. You yeah. Know? And they appreciate the fact that you're asking them. Right. And that right. makes a fan even more of a fan exactly. when you're asking their opinion. So, yes, exactly,
1: um. and so the other the other platforms besides Kickstarter being the all or nothing one. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's um, Indiegogo, and Indiegogo is not all or nothing. Okay, Indiegogo you can set a flexible fund. Uh, so if I asked for eight thousand dollars and I only got sixty five hundred, I'd still get my sixty five. Okay, okay, um, and it's not. It's just not quite as well known of a platform. So. Users who might think about contributing but don't already have an account Mm -hmm. where it automatically logs them in and they can just click pay now. Okay. They might not do it. Uh, You know what I mean? So Indiegogo is for, uh, is used a lot for fundraising projects. Okay. And things like that. To me, uh, the, that platform Indiegogo, Mm -hmm.
0: like for example, if, you know, you only reached a portion of what mm-hmm. you were trying to reach, you still have to give those levels of what someone. Yes, and you could end up losing money. Yes, which is you have to exactly got to weigh that. You know, c- yeah. What if?
1: Right, exactly. If you're offering rewards, yeah, and your rewards are going to cost you five thousand dollars, and you only made sixty five hundred, mm-hmm. you're. You're going to be in trouble. There's a lot
0: that you have to think about before you start. Yes. And, and, and I want to get into that. Yes, but let's yes, make yes. sure
1: we've got uh, what yeah. other platforms. So there was another one. It was called Pledge Music. It okay. ended up uh, closing down oh. and taking donations with it. <gasps> oh. Yes. So this is something where the bigger names, the Kickstarters and the Indiegogo, sometimes it's better to go with the more well-known okay. things. There's lawsuits against Pledge Music right now. Wow. Things like that. Yeah. And then there's another one that I think is really great that works with the, um, Michigan Economic Development Council. Okay. The MEDC. Yeah. It's called Patronicity. And so if you are, want to start anything that would have to do with a nonprofit or education, mm-hmm. uh, Patronicity, depending on how your business is structured, you have to get accepted into this program. Oh. They'll match your donations 50%. Wow. or 50 you know 100% donation. Right right. So if I raise $5,000 for a a after school youth music program, potentially the MEDC would match that. Well, that's so, nice. Yeah, so Patronicity is a great crowdfunding platform to check out if you're involved with government or nonprofit or any kind of educational opportunity. Okay.
0: Oh good. Good to know. Yeah. And and you can kind of work with your music to bring up something for that. Yeah. If, you, if you've if you always thought, gosh, you know, I would really like to teach, mm-hmm. you know, inner city kids, you know, yeah. perfect as you said, yeah. after school program, that would exactly. be a good That's place. That's exactly to... it. Okay. Well, yeah. there's some options that yeah. Just yep. have to research and what each one does or yeah. doesn't
1: do. Yeah. There there are a few guides out there. Uh, my, one of my favorite ones is by a guy named um, Ari Herstand. Mm-hmm. He releases a lot of different guides comparing Oh, different okay. platforms oh, okay. yeah. yeah so if you search for what, what's the best crowdfunding platform for and then type in the name of your mm-hmm. project okay you'll find okay resources. yeah there's
0: yeah google everything mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh, it, uh one of the things i when, when i was preparing for this i was thinking you know i wonder if um you know a lot of people that would do this mm-hmm. uh, again musicians for example that a lot of them would be independent artists you know yes. they're doing this all on their own yes. but uh, there Would there be people that are already signed with a label? Would they do any
1: of this kind of stuff, or is that kind of a no-no? Probably not. Okay. Right. Yeah. So with the, with the rights ownership mm-hmm. of the master recordings, you probably, if you were on a label, you wouldn't have the authorization. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, you have to pretty much own your masters if you want to do a Kickstarter. Okay. Good. That's yeah, yeah. important yeah. And, and
0: very important little yeah. detail
1: there. That uh, and it'll depend on your individual recording and publishing contract. Okay. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah that's it. Kickstarter is how you get labels to notice you. Mm. Oh yeah, that makes it's, sense. Like A and R reps are definitely looking at kickstarters. Really? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay. They're probably getting alerts from what's the most successful Kickstarter in my area oh. right now in the music section. That's where they're finding wow. this person's already successful. I can sign them while they're still hot. Yeah, they can use this money, so that I don't have to pay them as big of an advance. Mm. Bring them into my label, and because once you, when you're getting your your money ready, right. you're already uh-huh. thinking about the next project. Yes. Yeah, of right. course, right. So that's that's actually a really good way.
0: Would it be uh flip that around? Mm-hmm. What if an artist? You know, say their Kickstarter is going already. They've, mm-hmm. they've got it all set up and it's, you know, it's, it's flowing. It's flowing. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a move in there. Yeah. You know, it's like getting excited about it. Would that be a good idea for the musician to kind of let the label know that they're there just in case? Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I actually recommend to a lot of my clients that they start reaching out to their industry contacts. 2 or 3 months before they even launch their Kickstarter. Okay. Because it gives them an opportunity to not be surprised mm-hmm. and not be late. So if you if I had a contact at a label or something and I knew that they weren't ready to sign me yet, they mm-hmm. needed me to test the waters right, yes. first, right? Then I would let them know, "Hey, I just want to give you a heads up, my Kickstarter is going to launch in 6 weeks." Okay. If you have any advice for me or, you know, if you want any anything that you can share, let me know. Yeah. And then that buys them into the project too. Uh-huh. So one of the things that's nice about Kickstarter being all or nothing mm-hmm. is that the people who are bought in yeah. really want it to succeed. Yeah. And so they're sharing and they're asking their friends and they're dragging people to concerts and saying, please, mm-hmm. I I want I put a hundred dollars into this and if you guys don't help me, I'm not gonna get the thing that I wanted. Right, right. Well that's the other thing
0: again. The record label will look at it and go, well, this is a go-getter. This mm-hmm. is someone who, and plus asking my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure they're willing to give their opinion. Yeah. Know, who is it? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so those are good. You know, those are like, oh, they got
1: some brownie points mm-hmm. going here yeah. as well. Um, yeah. The, the cream really rises to the top, mm-hmm. especially in local scenes. I think, um, I think local music is extremely important and that the, Entire landscape of the U.S. music industry is basically made up of a bunch of little local scenes, yes. and then a couple of people pop up here and there that have national connections, and uh-huh. it brings us all together. And then you go trap, you know, your favorite band is playing in Austin, Texas, so you go to Austin and you see five local Austin bands that you love, mm-hmm. and you take that back home with you. Yeah, and it's really just a lot of puzzle pieces put together. Um, but inside that local scene, those the creams the the cream always rises to the top yeah. always we those of us in the industry who are looking for the young eager go-getters mm-hmm. we we literally can't miss you yeah. you make it so that <laughs> you are everywhere and we cannot miss you so make it easier people yeah. that they can't miss you at all be loud be, we want you yeah. to tell us that you're here okay because like I'm the type of person I you know when I was driving up here I listened to my Spotify release radar playlist I want to hear the music the day it comes out I want to hear honestly I want to hear music The day it's recorded. Mm -hmm. And so when new music is coming out, I want to know about it as early as I possibly can. That's my jam. Yeah, yeah. And so be loud. Be loud about the stuff you're doing. Which...
0: Which I realized as we were talking, when you say we, and it's like, I realized I didn't really introduce you very well.
1: You oh, know, of, of what we you do there. <laughs> we, you know, we're good. All right. When, you
0: know, when we wrap up, we're going to, I'm going to make sure everyone knows how to reach you and exactly sure, what you do for them. Sure. So I apologize. It was like, uh, oh gosh. Okay. I, I kind of jumped right into this. So, <laughs> um, are there things at the fundraiser? There are, are there any like no-no's? Like, do not do this. Yeah. I'm sure. There are, but yes. what, what would those there be? There are.
1: Um, the big no-no's. I mean, the biggest thing I want to say is is don't be whiny and desperate. Mm. Um, don't like make your fans feel bad for not giving you money. Okay, that would be a huge no no. That you know, if if you're like, why isn't anybody contributing to my <laughs> Kickstarter? People are going to hide you from their. They're going to mute you from their wall. Don't do that. Um, gratitude goes a really long way. Okay, and preparation, mm-hmm. reaching out ahead of time. Um, letting your, like you, you have a core fan base. It's the people who are constantly replying on everything and engaging with right. you. If you reach out to them directly first and say, this thing's going to launch, help me launch strong. Mm. And then we know that we're get, all going to get what we want. That just makes everything else so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, another big no, no is waiting until the day it launches to start talking about it. Oh, right. At that point, you're three weeks too late. Mm. And so, if you set your Kickstarter to be a 28 day Kickstarter, and you don't start talking about it until the day it launches, people won't hear about it until it's almost halfway over, hmm. and then you've lost time. You've lost them. You've lost them. Like you need that 28 days because you need like those four pay periods, oh. okay, to really. Oh, I see. So, okay, you know, like you have to like work within your fans' limitations. And so, if you, if if you don't give them any warning. That you're going to be asking them for money, they won't have it for you gotcha. ahead of time. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. So then, okay, your Kickstarter, Makes sense. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't want your Kickstarter to end before it even started. Um, what is, um, you know, uh, what
0: you're always talking about it through social media and your mm-hmm. through your fan, fan base contact list and all of that. What are some other great ways to promote this? I mean, can you do out uh, like press release to the media and stuff? Is that yeah, a good thing?
1: You can. You could do that. Uh, if you had a media connection and the project had a really good story, mm-hmm. I think that could definitely okay. help. Um, I think there's a lot of Kickstarters. So if everybody did that, we, the press oh. people would get inundated with them and they would feel, they would get turned off to the whole thing. Yeah. Ignore but, them all at that point. Yeah, yeah. But a good story goes such a long way. Um, you know, if you, I, I mean, you grew up in the Midwest and then you moved out to l a and you wanted to be a songwriter, and you got into a relationship and it turned out to be bad for you and you know, you tell the the, story, yeah, huh? you tell the whole story and and you come out on the other side, and now you have this amazing collection of songs that you want to record and this this album's for the people who who are heartbroken? Who wants to contribute? Well, uh, the the why, not that mm-hmm. I need this money, right? The why, the yep. why
0: is going to connect people.
1: Yeah, it always it always really comes back to the why and and to the story of how you got how you got where you are. Mm-hmm. Okay, the why always is the yeah the one
0: that will to grab you know the heartstrings. You need to pull those heartstrings. Yeah, and people are like oh, I got to give to this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and <laughs>
1: and you yeah, know I think I'll, I think. So much of music is about human connection, yeah oh yeah and um, when you're in a community and you're in a room with somebody or you're across the hall from someone who's playing music, you feel that connection mm-hmm. as as physical energy right? right right But when you're far apart and you're reading it through the computer, that physical that connection has to come through words mm. and it it has to be it's either visual or uh, like in video form or you're reading it. Mm-hmm. but the entire draw is in the way that it's presented okay yeah instead of that kind of physical energy transfer that happens like in a busking situation you know if you walk by somebody who's playing guitar on the corner you know if you like it or you don't like it right quarter or not quarter a yeah. dollar or do- not right. a dollar exactly. right exactly <laughs> but if you you know you look at somebody's kickstarter and you you watch their video you're you're not really sure Mm-hmm what's going to come out of the other side. Oh, true. You know, so telling that story and and clarifying kind of what put you here in the mm-hmm. first place. Right. Okay. And another thing I always tell my students is if you don't tell your story, somebody else will tell it for you. Oh, you'd rather tell it yourself. Yeah, exactly. You don't really <laughs> want other people to tell your story for you. Because it's not going to be what you thought. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not.
0: Well, let's talk about, because uh, we had touched on this already, but... Um, Let's, de- let's talk about, first of all, you have to set a goal, mm-hmm. you know, what, what your uh, amount you are looking for, yes. and then once you do that, figure out what how to do that. That's the yeah. main thing. You mm-hmm. know, how do you do I mean, you just can't throw pull a number from thin air. Right. You have to determine what that is. And then, then I want to get into the reward levels.
1: Sure, so sure. Because we'll, they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. So this is my favorite part, the budgeting part. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so what we didn't talk about <laughs> earlier is that my, I'm a business manager. Okay. Yes. And so... What that kind of all comes down to is the tax return. So I do tax returns, and I work for a CPA firm called Cole Newton & Duran. Okay. They're in Livonia, and I, run, I um, lead the music industry practice. Oh, okay. Yeah, so inside there, we're building a team. We're going to be able to do much more than just tax returns. And um, so k- the most important thing to remember when you're deciding on a Kickstarter number, is that it's taxable income? Ah, uh-huh. and I bet a lot of people don't realize that they don't think about it until mm-hmm. they get the ten ninety nine, and they're like, "Oh, oh!" <laughs> and then they call me and they say, "I didn't get any of this money. Oh, I, how do I write this off? I gave all this money to my players and to the studio, and what right. do I do now? I'm getting taxed on thirty five grand. Ooh, what do I do now? Right? Ooh, yeah. So. If we start from the end, the end being the tax return, you know, when you're putting that money on your tax return, it's done. Mm -hmm. That project's done and a whole year has passed. Right. So if we start from the end and you know that what you're asking for is gonna be reported to the IRS, it gives you kind of a clearer picture. Okay. Of okay, I'm running a business here. I I I don't get to put my personal stuff in this Kickstarter budget. This is business money. Right. Do I want this business money to come to my Social security number, or do I want it to go to a business oh. and if it goes to a business, what do I have to do? Do I have to set up an entity? Do I have to open a bank account and it's this whole process it's a you know structure right. setting up businesses and so that's a lot of what I do is help emerging artists set up their businesses ahead of income in okay. some form, either they have a Kickstarter and it's going well or they have a tour booked or they are getting a record deal and they're going to get an advance. But in the IRS's mind, it's all just numbers going into yeah. checking accounts. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They don't yeah. care. The IRS doesn't care <laughs> about your story. They just want their money. They don't care right. <laughs> where well, it came from. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, like on a personal note, like I, I – I, part of why I like tax is because you can see the effects of it. Okay. Especially I've lived a lot of other places. I've lived in Chicago and – and Boulder, Colorado, and Cleveland, Ohio, and I moved to the Detroit area. And I thought that's what happens when a tax base leaves. Let's fix this problem. Okay. Okay. Let's get some tax money because what's what's happening here can be fixed. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can work it. We can work through it. We just have to make sure that everything's getting reported correctly and that it's all in line. Okay. Right. 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 So I moved to Detroit with with like a mission to put the Detroit music scene back on the map, and then I saw the need for the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And so um, all of this is to say that when you're doing your Kickstarter budget, you have to think about taxes. Mm-hmm. You have to think about paying everybody, contractor or employee, 1099-ing the contractors, keeping track of your mileage. This is a big city. Yeah, People drive from Macomb to Ann Arbor on a regular basis mm-hmm. and don't keep good enough track of the miles to then write it off against the Kickstarter income. Okay. Right? So that's a, yeah,
0: you ju- you had to be very organized yes. for this to work.
1: You do. You oh, really gosh. do. You, and you have to think about it ahead of time. Yes. Okay. You have to. Um, so what I normally, I, I have a sample Kickstarter budget okay. that has um, basically, it can be broken out in two different ways. It can be the entire project as one. So we're going to the studio for three days. I'm paying the studio rate for three days. Okay. I'm paying my drummer. I'm paying my guitar player. Keyboard player writes songs with me. So that person's going to be paid a little bit of cash Mm. because he has to take time off of his day job. Okay. But he's getting songwriting credit instead of getting more cash. Okay. And that's, (laughs) yeah, you have to go through it. This thing can
0: go off in a hundred different directions. Oh,
1: my goodness. And it, it honestly... I'm glad that you said that because it can be really discouraging yes. for people when they look at these spreadsheets and they think, oh, my gosh, I wanted to record 25 songs. Mm. And now you're telling me that I have to think about all these expenses right. for each song. Right. And it, it can be enough to make a person go, I'm done. Done. You yeah. Know oh, what? yeah, I'm just going to play wedding gigs <laughs> every weekend and just do <laughs> covers because this is too much for me. I and I that, would imagine a lot of people do that just like I can't yeah. do this. Yeah. So there's uh mm. so going back to the infrastructure thing, there's okay. there's a few of us around that help with things like this. Thank and, goodness you're here. <laughs> yeah, so I I am one of them. Okay. And I usually work uh, on kind of a project or a consulting basis. Okay. And I'll I'll go through that spreadsheet with you. And it's it's not mundane awful task. It's a conversation. And it's me Talking you through, well, what do you want to do? How do you want to pay those four horn players? Mm -hmm. You know, you need them. They're writing their own parts. Do you want to give them cash? Do you want to ask for cash in your Kickstarter that is earmarked for those players? Okay. Or do you want to give them songwriting credit and then try to, you know, get some royalty money? from a sync license or something. So you need to really know what you
0: want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, your your spreadsheet and talking with you would really help yeah. lay it out. But, you, you know, a musician needs to know ahead of time, mm-hmm. this is really the direction I need to go mm-hmm. or want to go. Okay. Yeah. So.
1: And a lot of times that's actually the first place I start. So I read this book a few years ago called Traction. Uh huh. Is by a man named Geno Wickman. Okay. And I think he's around from around here. Not, not familiar with the name. Okay. So this Traction book was written for businesses that um, make between five and fifty million a year. Oh. And so it's really high level stuff to to help put departments on the same page. So if your marketing team isn't working well with your development team, mm-hmm. how do you get them on the same page? Okay. But one of the thing, what it starts with is establishing the business's core values. And it gives you instructions on how to work through these values and, and how to define them and how to share them. And so that's actually the first thing that I make all my clients do. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless they're hiring me for only a tax return and they're giving me all my numbers, if they want me to be their business manager – I need to know what they stand for. Okay. And I need to know what products and services they're offering. So are they only playing live? Are they only doing music for ads? It's different. Every musician is different. And um, that sometimes that changes the direction of the Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yeah, because once we get talking about, like, Um, what's what's important to you mm -hmm. that transcends the job that you're in? Right. What's important to you throughout your family and your work and your play Mm -hmm. and your vacations? There's some elements of your personality that you are, you can't avoid them. Mm -hmm. So let's use them. Let's be okay with them and work them into this whole plan. Okay. And then, you know, I have one client who, um, just doesn't like touring and he'll do it because he has to, but he would much, much rather stay at home and be a producer. Mm -hmm. And his touring band, Makes a ton of money and they're super successful. And if they went on tour, they would do really well. But I, you know, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, um, so when you're making your Kickstarter budget, that's to kind of answer your original question, um, putting in all of those elements to it and making sure that you're covering all the bases and that you're staying true to. To what you want and right. who you are, but the, you got to look at the end goal and yeah. you know how to get there. So you have to figure
0: yeah. out, you have to lay out how much will it cost to do this, how yep. much will it cost, cost to do, that. and you also mm-hmm. have to, you know, the taxes. Of course, yeah. which you mentioned, which a lot of wouldn't yep. would not think of that, but you also think about the rewards. If you are yeah. going to be mailing out CDs, mm-hmm. postage is part of that. So you got to yeah. add that yeah. in there.
1: Yep, and the cost to prepare it. Um, I read this really great book on crowdfunding. Um, it was. The crowdfunding strategy guide, I'm going to have to get the name for you, the author. Okay. I wish I could remember it. All right. It. Well, well, you got the title, so we're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Halfway there. So he made board games. And board games are an expensive venture, mm-hmm. especially the ones with like the hand-carved pieces right. and stuff like that. And so he needed that money up front. And he didn't realize how much it was going to cost to freight overseas. Oh. And it was a whole thing. You know, okay. and so reading a book ahead of time that helps you manage the, the shipping experience. Mm-hmm. If you have a big shipping goal, if you think you might be shipping to Japan or Europe, uh, you gotta think about that ahead of time. Okay. If you're trying to ship vinyl, you have to be prepared for loss, massive loss, oh. because they, they crack. crack. <laughs> yeah, they crack in the mail, so you have to think about that ahead of time. They melt sometimes. Maybe that's what the other thing is, do I
0: really want to do that? Yeah. Maybe let's wait. Mm-hmm. My first Kickstarter, we're going to go real basic, you yeah. know.
1: <laughs> yeah. That might be a good idea, too. Yeah, but. It, it is. It is. Um. I think a lot of the Kickstarter experience for the fans comes with the access mm. to the artist. Okay. And so I had one friend who uh, one of his Kickstarter rewards was to give access to a uh, private Instagram feed. Oh, okay. Of oh. them inside the studio. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. so you got to hear everything they were doing on, on pretty much a regular basis. And, I, you know, I watched them all. I don't know what the album sounds like, <laughs> but I feel like I was there. That is really cool. That's a great
0: thing. And it, that would be an upper-level type mm-hmm. of thing, I would imagine. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think it was only $50 and up. Oh, that's not bad. How many different levels should you have? I think you should have at least five, Okay, if not six. I like to think of it on a bell curve, Okay, and so you have the low value consumers who are always going to get your stuff for free, no matter how hard you try, <laughs> and then you have the high value consumers who are going to buy everything you put out at whatever price you put out, just because they love you. Okay, but eighty percent of your fans fall in the middle, and so having good choices between that five and seventy five dollar okay uh, range is good for people. Yeah, I heard five dollars is the mm-hmm. most common yep. donation. Yep. Yeah, that's the one that people usually have it sitting in their PayPal account or mm-hmm. like they don't – they won't notice it. Their husband won't ask questions.
0: <laughs> OK. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, and they can say, oh, I, I can give up my coffee this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly, exactly. Plus five bucks, you know, I'll just yeah. – I'll donate
1: it. Right. And there's an option now where you can donate without getting a reward. Oh, that's so, nice. Okay. Yeah, and so those are true fans. I just like Spotify because I, I I'm just that's where all my play live. It's the one that my Google Home is connected to. So when I contribute to a Kickstarter, unless I specifically want one of the higher rewards, I usually do some dollars, mm-hmm. whatever's sitting around. Okay, and um, no reward. Okay, and yeah. and people are okay with that too. So yeah, it's kind of like a tip jar.
0: Yeah. Oh, there you go. Perfect. You know, a pre-sale tip jar. <laughs> Alright, so um, now what's the time like what's a good time limit for yeah. a Kickstart program?
1: So you wanna give it enough time to get legs, but you don't want to exhaust mm. the people who contributed at the beginning. Okay. So less than a month oh. is ideal. Okay. Anywhere from twenty one to twenty nine days. Okay. You wanna do. And you only wanna do twenty one days if it's time sensitive for a reason. Okay, like a um like
0: like a tour. Or yeah. Something. Okay. Like you're,
1: yeah, you're on tour during okay. that time or something. Um, 21 days is kind of the, the least that you would want to do. Okay. And then after, it can go till 39 days, but after 29, people start to get weary. They just kind and of, they forget about it. There's, there's this so many- is so last month.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, can you do, um, and I would imagine it depends on the platform, you know, the mm-hmm. Kickstarter or whatever, the different ones. Uh, can you do recurring donations? Is that a- – No. That's okay. a good question. Not on
1: Kickstarter. OK. No. Do and any of the other ones offer that? There is one. It's called Patreon. OK. And so Patreon is cool. You have to set up a separate platform. But um, like bands like The Accidentals mm-hmm. have uh, – patreon and it's kind of a fan club oh okay i think of it as a fan club so you pay five or ten or fifteen or twenty dollars a month and it's a that is a recurring okay and it you know just helps keep gas in the tank yeah yeah and and they get um extra stuff
0: when they do it on a you know an automatic payment type of thing okay yeah um, I think one of the most important things, I've never done a Kickstarter, but I would imagine the most important thing that better not be buried is your CTA, your call to action, yes. like uh somehow a button yes. or whatever. What yes. would be the best way to do that?
1: Well, it depends on where your fans are. Uh? It really depends on where your fans are. You need to meet them where they are. And that applies to real life and the Internet. Okay. So there are ways to get money, um, to get crowdfunding money. From the stage you you say I have a Kickstarter going right now will you guys get out your phones and contribute oh Oh, wow can I give (laughs) you a business card and will you go home and and contribute to my Kickstarter it's bold. I can, yeah, you know, you know, in all
0: a lot of venues, especially the bigger mm-hmm. ones, they've got the screens mm-hmm. that yeah. you, you know that so they can see close-ups of the yeah. artist. Why not flash a couple yeah. of different times? Text your donation to current, this number. Yes, current Kickstarter mm-hmm. going. Yeah, oh my god. Exactly. And you've got you've got hundreds of people right there. Mm-hmm. You know, well, hopefully hundreds, yeah. but yeah. that would be a big jump in your Kickstarter yeah. you know, if just Absolutely. even a small percentage did something. Yeah.
1: So they say that I'm glad that you mentioned that. They there's statistics out that you're your crowdfunding campaign, if it's going to be successful, it should be 33% funded in the first day. Wow. Yes. And if it's not, you should worry? Yes. <laughs> if it's not, you should immediately start reaching out to your closest fans, to the people on your email list, your best friends, mm-hmm. your your family that is a fan. You know, maybe don't reach out to family that doesn't know you're singing. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Okay. So you reach out. That's when you reach out to your your people directly. And say, Hey, help me start this strong. And then you should be 50% complete within the first week. Okay. Okay. And, and then it, if you're 50% complete within the first week, mm-hmm. you're going to spend the next three weeks trying to convince the people that already contributed to share it. Okay. And then by sharing it, they're bringing in their, you know, we all have a, all of us music fans have a group around us that listen to the same kind of music. Yes. And there are, you know, share my listen to my Mm playlist buddy and those are the people that that if if chris wanted to meet his kickstarter goal and he said steph can you share this with your friends i would specifically share it with sarah because i know that sarah loves chris and then i got him i don't know what she's contributing right but i know that she she's appreciative you know she'll come this is actually a true story. She came up to me at kindergarten drop-off and was like, "Thank you for sharing that with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, and I'm really glad that you did." Oh. And I contributed. Nice. Yeah, and it's it's that community thing, you know, like we're all here which to is support huge. each other. Yeah, it, it's um, the most important thing. Yeah, it's the to me that's if you don't have a community supporting your art, whatever the art it is, it's who are you doing it for? Yourself. That's Yourself. It, yeah, much. <laughs> which is okay, but you can't really make money off of it that way now what happens if you uh and I guess
0: each platform is different you already mentioned before if you don't reach your goal and we can mm-hmm. you can do that there's no really limit of how many times mm-hmm. um I don't, know, I don't know how many times yeah. you would want to do that right I mean, right you, it's so, a lot something's of work. not working yeah something's yeah. not working you know um, is is do you have a do you have any idea of like how many campaigns are actually successful or is there a, Oh a, that's
1: a really good question. I wish I knew that. I, I don't kind of curious
0: percentage of yeah. you know that go out there, and and then with that in mind, what I mean because there's hundreds of yeah. kick crowdfunding things yeah. out there, hundreds, mm-hmm. thousands, yeah, uh, millions. I, I don't know not if whole millions, millions, yeah, yet, <laughs> but th- definitely thousands. It's like how do you distinguish your particular campaign mm-hmm. that will pop out because you know. Yeah. You're just going to be another one yeah. you know, in the crowd. So mm-hmm. what what are some tips that you might have that will help someone's campaign really stick
1: out? That's a really good question. Um I don't know if you're going to like my answer. Go for it. <laughs> it the the best way for you to stand out from the crowd is to be yourself. Okay. And to just oh. be purely authentic. Okay. And so um there's a a comedian his name is Eric and he goes by the name Hot Dad. And he makes. I like it. <laughs> go- he's so funny. He makes this goofy, irreverent music mm-hmm. that just—it's just silly. And his Kickstarter video is exactly him being silly, okay. and it's the exact same style as all of his music videos. And the song in the background is the same as the songs that he's putting on the album. And so his fans felt fully comfortable with it. Okay, they knew what they were getting. It wasn't. It's not a risky venture, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And then um, May Erlawine's Kickstarter video is the one that I show in class the most because it is her looking into a camera saying, I made this music for you because I feel things and I think you feel things too. And let's share those feelings. And then it's her playing the guitar Mm -hmm. and her producer and her guitar player talking with her. And it is just as pure as the album,
0: you know? And it probably helps that it's that you're on video, mm-hmm. people can see a face, yes. and yes. it makes it a, more more real. Yes, and
1: Yeah, if you have extent. to costume yourself for mm-hmm. your Kickstarter video, it's probably the opposite <laughs> effect of what yeah, you, you want. Yeah, if you have
0: a bag over your head, you don't yeah. want people to know.
1: No, no, yeah, no. no, it's probably not going to work. Just <laughs> I don't be know yourself. why that
0: came to mind, but okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, they want to be able to see a real person. And, yeah. yeah, and... and uh one thing that I it's a sales sales technique that everybody talks about and it's almost cliche now. People don't buy products, they buy people. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And it it's never been more true in local music. I can't necessarily say that's true about pop music because I think a lot of traditional radio pop music can be kind of interchangeable. Right. And so maybe you know you're not you're not buying that famous DJ. Mhm. You just like the song, but at the local level, when we're talking about crowdfunding and community and people interacting with each other the way that we that we do, they're investing in you as a person, right? And they want to see this album happen because it's part of your personal growth, mm-hmm. and they're invested in that because they're a fan of yours. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I was
0: just curious again, it was this came popped in my head, and I thought, are there Specific, uh, And I think I'm using the right term accelerators mm-hmm. that look for specific ca- crowdfunding campaigns yeah. and and just want to fund, you know, like the whole thing or something. Is that is that a norm? I have heard,
1: oh. but I don't know any of them okay. personally. Yes, I I have heard that there are angels out there uh-huh. that just sort of anonymously fill Kickstarters. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, but I don't know who these
0: secret people are. Well, well they'd have to be kept secret because yeah. then you would know the yeah. trick that they're looking for. Yeah.
1: Like uh, one of my friends had a Kickstarter and he had a certain time frame. It was a day where he said everybody who contributes today, an anonymous donor is going to match it. Oh. And so he got $1,600 donations that day. Okay. So he ended up with 3200 at the end of that one day. Well,
0: he had to know that that was going to happen. So mm-hmm. this, this yeah. angel had to contact mm-hmm. him. So. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And, and he had to sign a, you know, a mm-hmm. non-disclosure agreement <laughs> yeah. so that he wouldn't say. But, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. I was just curious. It that occurred to me. I thought, I wonder if there are people that really, you know, yeah, that, you know, would be anonymous. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't want to, you know, other people to know about them. That they would be inundated with yeah. requests. But yeah, yes, exactly,
1: be- inundated with requests. And they probably just they want to help everybody. Yeah. But then they can't help in in a good way. Right. So they have to pick and choose. So hopefully, you're lucky enough that you get, some, yeah. you know,
0: a little angel as you as you yeah. call it. But the
1: more that you talk about your project, and the more that you share it, the more likely your project is to fall in there. Mm-hmm. feed what some feed somewhere keywords is is that do you it, think yeah it might be it's one of those things where like the accountant in me wants to say don't spend any money you don't have to spend any money on your kickstarter marketing right because all you have to do is respond to every single person that donates to you mm-hmm. and ask every single person that donates to share okay you don't have to buy ads you don't have to do any of that stuff okay because your fans will do it for you right Um, but yeah, you could, you want to make sure that your website SEO is good and that everything kind of ties back to where where your content lives. Right. Right. So, because if somebody's kind of on the fence about whether or not they're going to contribute, then they want to go see what you're all about. Right. And so if they type your name in nothing and, comes up yeah <laughs> so, hmm. you just lost them yes, <laughs> yes they're gone yes.
0: uh i want to touch real quick on i'm running out of time here but sure. i want to make sure that once you're you've reached your goal you've got this thing that you have to do that you promised everybody mm-hmm. w- you know there's a lot of work after the fa- you know once you get yeah. the money mm-hmm. um you know not besides paying the taxes on it right. but um you know uh, what's a good way to keep track or how do you how do you
1: manage that that's a that's a great question um I'm a spreadsheet person. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some good project management software. I really like the app Trello. It uses, it looks like post-it notes. Oh, okay. And so you could have a Trello board for your Kickstarter project. Okay. And then in that you have a whole bunch of post-it notes that. Which means
0: you can move them around?
1: Yes. Oh, okay. So you can have your Trello board and then you can have not started. Started, done. Okay. And you list everything that you have to do. So send all CDs. Okay. And you'll know the people who are going to buy your CD on the day that that Kickstarter ends. Okay. So you could print the labels, you know, and you could stamp the envelopes Mm -hmm. if you know how much they're going to cost. So get one project out of the way. So then when those discs arrive, you just zoop, 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 oh, zoop. Oh, nice, zoop. nice. Or maybe the first thing that you want to do when you get your money is book the studio time.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, okay. maybe
1: you haven't done that yet. Yeah. So these Trello boards or a spreadsheet that just sort of outlines each tiny logistical task that has to happen in order to get the record out of your head and into your fans' mm-hmm. hands. <laughs> yes. It, and it, if you just make a big list. Mm-hmm. It gives you a framework okay to work through it all is it t r e l l o is it yep trello board Yeah, I love trello there's another really great one called asana, but I think asana costs money okay well trello board then yeah tre-
0: <laughs> yeah Trello trello <laughs> oh, we're app. talking musicians here all right um so wow a lot of great information <sighs> stuff. thank you so much and again, like I said, I I wanted to jump right in and I failed to <laughs> introduce you properly so and you had mentioned that you work with the taxes and you yes. uh what is the
1: uh, place again it's called Cole Newton and Duran okay CND yep so you can find us on the internet at cndcpa.com okay I can be reached via email um, it's my first initial and my last name okay. so s Belcher at cndcpa.com. Okay. Yep, that's where I am most of the time. I teach some short courses at Dime occasionally, depending on my schedule. Mm-hmm. So if you subscribe to Dime's marketing list, oh, their email list, you'll get a notification. Okay. The next time that I um, teach a short course, so the the ones that I've taught are music business basics and branding. Okay. And I I like two of those. Yeah. Um, well, we jumped on the
0: kickstarters, which yeah, because you know, I hadn't been able to touch on this yet. So I was like, oh, perfect, you. You know this. <laughs> yeah, I sure do. Um, yeah, so, so great information, um, you know, and so people can contact you if they have more information or want yeah, to help or anything. Absolutely. So um, thank you so much You're for welcome. coming in and talking with us today. It's It's been a lot of information. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it, again, you just need to basically decide what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, decide on an amount, including Mm -hmm. all those things that you need to know, Yeah, um, you know, to include in and the levels. Figure out what you would like to give them. And don't overwhelm yourself with, you know, a ton of levels or so many things that was like, well, can I really
1: do this for people? Right. Right. Make it simple. Yep. And something I'm not sure if I mentioned it. I want to make sure when you're making your budget, include payment for yourself. Oh. So if you Mm. have to take time off of your day job or if you don't even have a day job or – um, you just want to be paid for your time, which I don't and think... Yeah, <laughs> who wouldn't? I know. It seems like a reasonable request. Yes. So if you know that this record process is going to take you 120 hours, uh-huh. take your hourly rate, whatever that is for you, I have a feeling a lot of musicians don't know that. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> okay, another yeah, time. I'll have to come back and we'll do a cost analysis. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, you 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 know that realm yeah, too, so. Yeah. Yeah, so you take, you know, take your hourly rate whether it's what you're currently getting paid at your day job okay. or your dream, you know, if you want to get paid $150 an hour, try it. Yeah. See if your fans will pay you $150 an hour. Maybe they will. Mm-hmm. You never know until you ask, and that's what I like about Kickstarter don't know till you ask yep it's always a no until you
0: ask it is it really is and you're
1: if you don't put that line item in for paying yourself you're definitely not going to get it uh,
0: you know I'm sure many many musicians never even that never occur to them
1: well I hope that I make everybody a little bit wealthier that's the point yeah it is a business yeah I, I want to remove all the financial roadblocks so that musicians are free to create. So if a musician goes to sit down in the studio and they're worried about their bills, yeah, that's probably not going to be as great of a song. That's a great
0: tagline for you. Thanks, (laughs) (laughs) I've been using it for a while. Perfect. Yeah, Yeah, we need to. That's you know my goal is you know we want these musicians to be not feel like they're just they can't do what they really love to do and they have to do the day job and all that. Right.
1: Let's get rid of that. Let's make this profitable for you. Exactly. The money is out there. It just means you have to ask for Mm -hmm. it. And you have to ask for the right amount. And right, that right. that can be really hard for people to figure out what the right amount is.
0: I think any business, you know, yeah, uh, independent, you know, entrepreneurs or whatever. So they just don't yeah. know, you know, what am I worth? You have right. to know what that is. So. Right, right. Awesome. All right, Steph Belcher, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, Give your email address you. again or your contact
1: yeah. real quick. S. Belcher at C N D. CPA.com.
0: Okay, perfect. I'm also
1: on Facebook and Instagram at Stuff Belcher for both of them. And I um, really appreciate you having me come in. Thank you so much. absolutely.
0: Thank you for coming in. It's been wonderful. Some great information. And uh, thanks to all of you. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to The Business of the Music Business. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you would leave a review, that would be great. Find out more, just follow me on Facebook and uh, my website, hamrossi.com. Have a great week.